it, my fellow RDs. I'm coming at you guys from an outlet mall in Alpine, California. Random, I know. I was sitting in the car with my dog prior to doing this, and then it became hot as balls in the car. So now we're sitting in the grass in the middle of the parking lot in Alpine, California, and there are multiple cars that are having trouble starting, starting, right? I was going to say there's multiple cars that are having trouble starting their car, but that doesn't make sense. There are multiple people having trouble starting their car. What an interesting place to be recording this. Am I right? Honestly, it's a gorgeous day, like being in the mountains. So I really can't complain. Anyway, we are not here to talk about my physical location and there's ants crawling over me and over everything. This is fun. This is a great, this is a great spot. I'm so excited. Nonetheless, I want to tell you guys a little bit today about my human design journey. I've kind of talked to it in small steps over the last, I don't know, 17-ish episodes, um, especially of this season where I've leaned into it a little bit more and sharing that. Um, But I want to break this down for you guys in the state of my life that I was in when I came across human design, the aha moments that it brought me and those aha moments and how they tied into, or rather now how they tie into my business. So without further ado, oh, cool. Random man coming to grab his car. Hopefully it's not the car in front of me. Oh, it totally is. This is hilarious. Gotta love doing things in nature. Am I right? Anyway, you guys are going to hear a car turn on here shortly because that's how things work. Hi. Anyway, and I don't edit this, so it's going to be real fun. (laughs) There you go, guys. The sounds of nature in Alpine, California. Am I right? So I was 28. This was like three years ago that I had like a quarter life crisis and we had just moved to Germany and it was rough, right? (laughs) I don't know. I sounded like a dog there for a second. Anyway, we had moved to Germany and I went from personal chefing and having a bomb-ass busy business to having to do things online. And that was a major transition that I was not mentally prepared for, I think, in my business and didn't really know what that next step looked like. So I was very much in the space of like, okay, well, I have X, Y, and Z created already. Let's try and sell it, right? I already had a culinary course that I was using with clients and I hadn't been seeing clients in a couple of years. So I repackaged that initially for RDs and then subsequently for clients, right? Or for RDs to um, to sell to their clients. And I was still in this like, ugh, I don't know phase. Like, I don't know what I want out of this. I don't know what I want to do out of this. And all of the like big business coaches, right? Like I was very big into like Gary Vee and like all of those people who were just like, go, 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 get your dreams, do the things, do all the things, work those 24, seven plus hours a day. And I was doing that, but I was burnt the fuck out. And I couldn't figure out why it wasn't working for me. I had multiple business coaches during this period of time, some eh, business coaches, a business coach that I decided to continue working with. And I was actually in her mastermind when I decided to take two months off of work because of how stressed out I was. Uh, During those two months, I read a ton of self-help books, um, went on really long walks with my dog, 
did Enneagram Myers-Briggs paid to do a, what's it called? A Clifton Strengths test, right? Like I just needed answer to answers and I needed more like self-knowledge that I felt like I wasn't getting in my world, whether it be through business coaches or just like my world on my own, right? Like I didn't have clarity and I just desperately wanted clarity at this point. Um, but I joined the like I continued to stay with this business coach and went from her coaching program into her mastermind program where, you know, I was promised all of the things. And what I really got out of it was a really good friend and uh, a collaborative partner, not from my business coach, but from the human design coach who's in the space or who was in the space. Um, she had recently found human design and like had thrown it around a couple of times in our groups and like, wasn't really forceful and like being like, Oh my God, you need human design in your life to me. Right. She was like, Hey, it's there. If you want it, like you can dive further into your design if you want. And I really appreciated that because yeah, just because right. Like it didn't feel forced and it was really cool. It was something I could come to on my own, which I think is really beautiful. Um, but after having done all the Enneagram stuff and the Myers-Briggs stuff I was not hesitant, but I still wanted more answers. And when I looked at my human design, I was like, whoa, what the fuck is this? Because it looks like a, like a diamond and like a person, but also a person with boxes and cubes. And it's just very confusing to look at. And if you've ever looked at your design, you may have had a similar response. Um, but once I had like dove a little bit deeper into it, um, I initially just started like Googling, like, what does this mean? What does this mean? Like six, two profile. What does that mean? Uh, ego authority. What does that mean? Uh, manifester type. What does that mean? Right. And like diving into the really high level stuff and listening to all of the podcasts I could possibly find out there. I did as much research on my own as I could about it. And then for my birthday that year, I treated myself to a session with Jen, that that human design coach who was in my mastermind group um, with this other coach. And wow, I had never felt so seen and also not even validated because I didn't know a lot of this about myself, right? I had been go, go, go working, like doing all the things because that's what you're told to do as an entrepreneur, right? Like if you're not working 40 hours a day, <laughs> are you even doing it right? You know? Um, and what's interesting is like one of the first pieces of my design that I learned is like, I'm not here to do that. Right. So I was inherently burning myself out with the way that I was working. And yeah, like with the personal chefing side of things, I was making money, like a shit ton of money, but I was working 80 hours close to it a week and I was tired and exhausted and my health was terrible. Literally the money that I made from that, I spent on a chiropractor, uh, a Chinese medicine doc, uh, like a Chinese herbologist, right? Like acupuncture, uh, Reiki sessions, massage sessions. Like I was working my physical body to the bone and then spending my money on healing my physical body, which I, I guess at the time was, I want to say sustainable just because I had the income for it, but like it was not sustainable and I was exhausted and like just felt terrible. So that's at the time that like human design came to me, right? It was a little bit after that. And it was this beautiful aha moment for me that I recognized or at least began to recognize that I didn't have to do it all. I didn't have to show up 24 hours a day to be quote unquote successful, right? I could reframe what that looked like 
and how it could better support me and how my job, my work could better support me rather than feeling like I had to do all the things to support my job, you know? And like, I understand that this mindset comes with privilege, right? My husband has a steady full-time position. So to some extent, I was able to lean into that um, and am able to lean into that. But I think, I know, I believe (laughs) that if we can lean into our designs, we're going to be happier humans. Um, And like, even with my husband's full-time job, full-time position and full-time job, I see him leaning into his design within that space. He knows his boundaries within that space. And those are not boundaries that were set for him by anyone else. Those are his personal boundaries because he is in alignment. So I just want this to be clear that like, whether you're an entrepreneur or working for someone else, you can lean into your design and I've seen him do it beautifully. And it's just such a cool reminder for me of seeing him like he doesn't really know about his human design I gifted him one session with my coach and he was like yeah like doesn't everyone think like that doesn't everyone do that and it's just so funny because like I was on the session with him and she and I were just laughing we're like no but like that just shows you how in in alignment you are meaning him so that was just really cool Um, and also again a really good reminder for me right anyway so with this knowledge I kind of did this 180 in my business of like reframing back from the go, 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 do, do, do to leaning into one. Oh God, a leaf just fell on my head. This is what happens when you're outside in nature. Jesus Christ. Anyway, I leaned back from the go, 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 do, do, do into more of a, okay, how can I fill my day with something that brings me joy? And that can be work-related, right? Like there are things in my work world that bring me so much joy. How can I do that? How can I fill my cup? What was also really important that I noted for my specific human design was finding peace in my mornings. And for the longest time, I felt so, so, so guilty of starting my morning slow, right? Like whether it was watching YouTube or going for a long walk with my dog or just sitting on the couch scrolling and drinking coffee. I always felt so guilty about doing all of that. And truthfully, that is how I should be starting my days a little bit slower, a little bit more filled with peace, a little bit more filled with me at the forefront. And I was able to kind of lean into that and give myself that permission, right? So some of this was like a learning, relearning, and some of it is not feeling guilty and granting yourself permission to do the things. And I was al- I was able to do that for myself by learning that small piece of it, right? So starting my days a little bit more slowly was a way that I eased into my design. Another piece of it for me specifically as a manifester is to have shorter work days, really intense periods of concentration, but shorter work days. And that has felt so nourishing and so supportive for me. And I don't think, again, I would have given myself that permission had it not been for learning about my design. And man, that has been an absolute game changer in the way that I do things for myself, how I structure my day. Um, Because, I mean, sometimes, yeah, there is still guilt around it, but there's been a lot less guilt. Oh, look, wow, fun. Uh, A helicopter now. Hope you guys don't hear that. Um, 
but yeah, there's been a lot less guilt around it uh, and a lot less like self-shame and shooting on myself, which I think has been really helpful. So now the practical, like, how has it changed my business? Excellent question. Um, I went from trying to sell products that I thought people wanted because I did the market research for it to products that I felt or to programs or spaces that I felt more aligned to and more of a heart pull towards than the the products or programs my business coach at that time was telling me I should be doing, right? So if I recall at that, at that point in time, I was working on my um, kitchen confidence resource library, which is still a thing for dietitians to purchase um, or for them to recommend to their clients, right? Uh, which is basically just like a, uh, how do I put this? Like a to the point cooking guide. Uh, it's like culinary school in five minute videos on steroids so that people can understand and learn the cooking skills behind the recipe, right? So at that point in time, I was pushing, hustling, trying to get, trying to get that out there. And honestly, I was just connecting with other dietitians and seeing like, if that was even something that they were interested in. And for a lot of them, it wasn't. Like the culinary piece of things was, depending on like the clientele that they were working with, was kind of the last piece that they were working with, right? Like they had to get past the mindset stuff first. So I was pushing and selling this, attempting to sell this hard. And it wasn't something my heart was in. It was something I was doing because I already had the product created, right? So it was like trying to push a square through a circle or a circle through a square. It was just not working and it didn't feel aligned. So I think as I started to lean more into my design, these the spaces that I host now came later, truthfully. Um, but I was really drawn to hosting an in-person event, an in-person retreat for dietitians and that's where my heart because that's my decision making center for me personally that's where my heart was leading me and it was more of just like a yeah I can do this and I don't know where that came from I don't know where that chutzpah that confidence came from but I knew that I needed to do it that I had to do it that I was being pulled to do it I always call it the care bear heart pull because that's how it feels when I'm like making a decision in alignment and that was that was the decision so that was kind of like the big shift from selling culinary products to wanting to connect with dietitians in person and i guess from the culinary piece of it right i tried bringing in connection and collaboration into that piece as well for rds um so in addition to like providing them with that space for their clients to learn the culinary skill set of it, it was also intended to be a collaborative space for RDs to come together to talk about the challenges that their clients had and then to also recommend to me what they needed in that space for their clients or what they were seeing that they needed in that space, right? So I don't know if their clients were like athletes and they wanted something quick and on the go, like how can they replicate um what's it called? Like Chipotle at home, right? So I did like a whole Chipotle section. So for a little bit of time, that kind of worked. And then the handful of RDs that I had in that space just kind of pulled out of that space. They they went in different directions. Their clients didn't need that culinary support. And I think in part, looking back, it's because 
I was still trying to fit a square into a circle. And I wanted the connection and collaboration piece, but they didn't want it in that setting. And I think that that's in part something that we're still working on as a field of like embracing and knowing when the connection and collaboration piece is needed. That's why I'm still doing what I'm doing. Um, but in that instance, I didn't feel the heart pull to it. And honestly, most of the times when I was creating the video sets for like in response to what they were asking for, it didn't feel aligned. It was always a frustration. It was always a struggle because I was doing something in response. They were asking for something and I was doing it. And that's not how in my human design, I am meant to show up. I'm meant to initiate things, right? So I created this, um, this library for people. Awesome. I initiated it. And then my follow-up with them was to create this community and they weren't leaning into the community piece of it. So that I think is where the disconnect was. I was still doing things in response rather than doing things in initiation or in creation to it. So I think that's why that piece of it didn't work. But then that also led me to the Dietitian Collaborative as it is now, initially from a podcast because I wanted that connection space and to give RDs a voice in a different way, right? Um, that's why I created this podcast. And that led into the desire to create another human design led space because of the decision making that I was seeing, right? Like how I was able to change my decision making abilities, uh, like in more in line with my human design. I wanted a space where other people could explore that as well, which is why initially called a mastermind now called the round tables, the collab round table came to be. It was, it was a space where people could explore this and make business decisions with other dietitians who were also on this human design journey. And, I don't know why, or excuse me, there's bugs all over my thing. <laughs> I don't know why or how I was led to that, but it just felt like, it felt like my heart was pulling me in that direction. So I listened, right? And maybe I did things a little bit too quickly. I'm noticing in hindsight, right? Like I probably could have had the, had the podcast go a little bit longer before I full sent into the mastermind now roundtable spaces. Uh, because it took me a while to, from the first one to the second one, to sell the second one again. And it, it felt forced a couple of times, right? So I think there were a couple of things where I was just so ambitious, so driven, where I wasn't listening to the heart pull and things happened too quickly. So right after the mastermind, I had come back from, right after the mastermind started, I had recently come back from uh, a retreat that I went on with my business coach, remember? the business coach that was eh, but the, um, the friendships and the relationships that I made from that business coach are what led me to human design in the capacity that I know and use it now. Um, so I had come back from that retreat and I was like, oh my God, I can host a better retreat. And my heart was pulling so hard in that space. And I do 100% believe that that was the right choice. But again, I think it happened too quickly in the sense of like, I went from a podcast to one mastermind and I was like, yeah, I can, I can sell an international retreat, no problem. But with what audience, right? Like, how do you convince people to, to come with you internationally if you've only worked with a handful of people? So I think that was, again, just too much too quick. But I know that the retreat was the right, the next step. And I know that because my heart was being pulled towards it. So all of this to say is 
I've made, I've learned to make business decisions that are for me heart led and to do something really that people haven't done before. I'm here to initiate. I'm here to, I'm here to do things differently. And now knowing that I give myself so much permission and leeway to lean into the days where I feel super ambitious to get all the shit done because I know that that's when I'm going to be most productive. And then I also give myself this permission to lean into the days where I'm not feeling it because there will be days like that, right? But I know that when my heart is leading me in a direction of hell fucking yes, then it's the right decision. And I confirmed it when I was physically in Italy. Um, It just felt, every day felt like a hell yes, right? Like it was just like, I couldn't even sleep when I was there. This was like this time last year. And I vividly remember like four days of like just not being able to sleep because of how stoked I was to be there and how excited I was to be around those people um, who were also leaning into their designs and just kind of exploring this Italian countryside through food. And it gave us space to think about our businesses in a different way without working on them. You know, Um, it was a time to be able to step away, to step into rather than doing all the things all the time. So, yeah, I hope that this has kind of made sense for you guys, but I've used human design as a decision-making tool and how I've chosen or what I've chosen to do with the business. There are, I mean, I still very much want to host international retreats and that is something that is, I'm so passionate about because I feel so in alignment when I do. Um, And I'm so passionate about the virtual roundtables that I host. And if you haven't heard about them go listen to two weeks ago the podcast episode of the fly on the wall in the the collab roundtable space because that is such a good indication of like what we do in that space and like the nurtured supportive environment that is in that space as well um but also i've i've sometimes still made decisions in non-aligned ways and I'll probably go into more of this in like a week or two when I talk about the roundtable rendezvous. But now that I'm through with them, I can see in hindsight that that was not a heart pull for me. That was like a what I should be doing. And some of it was external, right? Some of it came from having conversations with family of like, okay, cool, you've done this. Now you should do this, right? I'm like, mm. And I think... Now in hindsight, again, I'll explain more of this in two weeks or maybe it'll be next week. I'm TBD, not sure yet. But there are still some times where I've made unaligned decisions and the unaligned decision leads to frustration, sometimes leads to anger, leads to disappointment and leads to a commitment, right? Because because I am heart-led, because my willpower is my driver in my design, I have to see something through. I will not let myself not see something through, you know? So sometimes, even if I've made a decision that I thought was initially heart-led, could have been led externally, could have been led by my head, or the possibility of monetary income instead of that true heart pull, when you're not making an aligned decision, it can still result in something that doesn't feel 100% you. Um, But in my instance... I still feel the need to see it through because I have this willpower and that willpower is quite literally my energy source. So it's been interesting to note what an aligned decision feels like. And again, 
that Italy retreat last year in 2022 being that aligned decision um, versus the roundtables, the roundtable rendezvous that I hosted this past summer, halfway through, not even a quarter of the way through, feeling defeated AF and it no longer feeling like an aligned decision, just a couple of sessions in. Honestly, even the first couple were not that uh, aligned feeling. So let me wrap up by saying human design has given me this ability to recognize how to make an aligned decision for my business and what that process feels like. And sometimes ignoring it can still lead you down business decision paths, but those are not necessarily going to be aligned decisions for you, right? They can still be business decisions. Are they going to make tons of money, tons of revenue? Often probably not. For me, aligned decisions do come with making money, right? And that just because I'm following that internal passion and I've found that when the dietitians that I've worked with also lean in towards not a money aligned decision, but an aligned because of their authority and their strategy. Authority meaning like whether it's emotional, allowing themselves to go through that emotional wave, ego like me, allowing to feel that heart pull, um, splenic, kind of that internal intuition or a gut yes or no decision, right? If you can allow yourself to listen to that authority and then also go with your strategy, uh, which is like at that high level for me as a manifester to initiate uh, and to inform for manifesting generator to inform and respond for a generator to respond for a reflector um, to wait that 28 day span and for a projector to wait or at least ask for the invitation, right? Um, if you can uh, like listen to that strategy and authority when you're making decisions and it's not always super easy, right? You really, really, really have to be in tune with yourself and trust that internal pull, that internal knowledge. Um, but if you can do that and make an aligned decision, I can promise you that the money comes from that. I didn't anticipate to make money from my Italy retreat last year. I only had two of the four people show up and I still had to split it with the other person that I was hosting the retreat with. And yet we still made like 2500 each, right? But with the roundtable rendezvous this summer, I have, I barely broke even. I'm going to be super real. I'll give you guys more of that DL, that down low in a couple of weeks when I do the roundtable rendezvous, like recap episode, but I barely made money this summer um, by doing that. And it was so much work and so much effort. And like, not that work should be effortless, but I don't believe that if something is truly aligned that we need to fucking hustle for it. I don't believe in hustle culture. I think if we can make aligned, aligned decisions that are success will follow. I'm truly a believer of that. Alrighty guys, I have ants crawling all over me right now. So I'm going to wrap up this episode. Let me know if you have specific questions about this. Cause I, I told this story in the best way possible in the most linear way I deemed possible. Um, but if you have any questions specifically, um, I'm happy to answer them, whether that be in like a more, I guess, more well thought out podcast episode rather than verbal diarrhea that I love to do. Um, or if you just want to direct message me on Instagram at the dietitian collaborative, I'm happy to answer questions there or share more there. But until next time, guys, thanks for listening. Ciao.